Welcome back to Brain of Blaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by people with epilepsy for people with epilepsy and our carers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this, our last episode of 2020, we review and thank all the people that made Brain of Blaze's inaugural year wonderful. Our podcast will take a hiatus from Thanksgiving until January 7th. Don't worry, our Twitter community will still be rocking through the holidays. It just means that this episode is the last of 2020. When we return in 2021, we will start our second season of the Brain of Blaze Epilepsy podcast. On all accounts, 2020 has been a year like no other. Let's face it, it sucked. It is great to know that even under the worst circumstances, good things can be born. In our episode entitled, Coming Clean and Moving Forward, I described, I founded Brain Blaze on January 1st, 2020 as a New Year's resolution to finally get those first episodes released to the world. As February started, I raced to complete our website, but I had my doubts. So wait, am I really doing this? I'm not a medical professional. I'm not even a podcaster. On the 14th of the same month, yes, Valentine's Day, I released the very first episode of the Brain Blaze Epilepsy Podcast. I hope that if I could help just one person, all of the work writing and editing would be all worth it. I knew the podcast wasn't going to make a huge splash at the start, but I also didn't realize just how cold the water was going to be. No matter what I did, I couldn't get anyone to listen to the podcast. By the third episode, I thought the idea of helping just one person might be a little lofty. Maybe the world just didn't need Brain to Blaze. Suddenly, a woman from the United Kingdom tweeted that she loved the following spoof. If you're sick of movies with robotic arms, walks through Middle Earth, or employees leaving doors open for dinosaurs, get ready for a new movie based on an old Hollywood trope that has been used more than all of those combined. In a world where good screenwriters are a premium, Strange medical jargon just confuses the audience. This guy's got a blown right pupil and an endo-occipital dislocation, open book pelvis, a large open abdominal wound. Comes a movie that is based on a Hollywood trope that has already been used in every medical drama ever. The seizure. When a patient's serious condition. I have some bad news, Tommy. It's your inside. Suddenly turns more serious. Oh no, what's going on? He's seizing. Nurse! The seizure will rear its ugly head to ensure that audience pays attention for as much as five minutes. I'm here now, Tommy. I'll always be here. Watch as the patient overcomes the seemingly unovercomable condition that has spawned the seizure in the first place. Everybody's depending on me to be there at that football championship spelling bee. Share. The patient's confidence that can only be built by winning a battle with the original condition. I'm so proud of you, Tommy. While ignoring the effects of just what having a seizure does to your body and mind. Thanks, Doc. My insights feel great. Be sure to seize the day in theaters and especially on TV this summer and every other summer to the end of time. You guys know that epilepsy is a real thing, right? And if you have a seizure, you lose your license to drive for at least a year. Kath Shanks was the first person to really provide Brain of Blaze with support. Her constant input motivated me to continue. If it wasn't for her, the Brain of Blaze Epilepsy podcast may have ended after episode 3. She also skewed our podcast format. After her input, we modify it to include more entertainment and not just information or support. Using the new format over the next couple of weeks, we started to gain traction with just a few other listeners. One of them was a comedian out of Los Angeles, Trevor Harris. He generously came on the show to provide our first interview. 
an interview we had to do twice because I messed up the recording the first time. Here's Trevor Harris. But there are people that say, oh, you know, my brother or my cousin or whoever does have that. And I just wanted to say thanks for being open. Or like they'll talk about some major attack, you know, like because they, they were a criminal victim or something mm. or of a car accident. And they'll be like, well, that happened to me. And I spent like three years in the hospital or something. And the fact that you were able to joke about something like that made me feel better. And I was like, wait a minute, but I didn't go through the same thing. And they go, oh, it doesn't matter because the trauma, how you get it is different, but all the pain is the same. While I sweated, Trevor smiled through the whole tribulation. Thank you, Trevor, for spending most of your April helping me to learn. You can never know how much I appreciate the time you gave us. The month of May started off poorly for the epilepsy community. During that month, the seizure challenge became the next internet fad on TikTok. I was aghast to see American teenagers uploading videos of themselves, mimicking convulsive seizures as they laughed and joked. It was soothing to see people all over Twitter coming to the defense of the epilepsy community. Hi, my name is Claudia and I am from Australia um, and I just wanted to read something that I mentioned about some um, something I saw on the news. So on the news I saw that there's a trend um, on TikTok of people pretending to have an epileptic seizure and I'm just absolutely appalled and disgusted at how can people think an, an epileptic seizure is funny or something to turn into a trend. I'm horrified and really upset that there are people like this on the internet Epilepsy is no laughing matter and I feel so sorry for people who do suffer from it and now they have to see these people being stupid on the internet and making fun of it. Our Twitter account really started out of necessity to promote the podcast and since then it has taken a life of its own. A lot of that success should be attributed to one person, Joe McKenzie. I woke up one morning to read that a woman living on the Isle of Wight was looking to write about her life with epilepsy. I quickly reached out to her thinking we could join forces. I have to admit that I just thought she would write one or two blog entries and move on. I didn't realize just how prolific Joe would be in all things that we do here. Joe helps out with pretty much everything. She's a sounding board when I write the podcast episodes. A fair amount of the social media content is born out of discussions we have. Finally, she has contributed over 14 different weekly blog posts. Trust me, it takes a tremendous amount of work to get one blog entry done. She magically was able to finish one entry a week for more than three months straight. Thank you so much, Joe. It has been even suggested that we can stop the podcast now that we have a thriving Twitter community dedicated to providing epilepsy awareness and support for those having seizures. Don't worry, we won't. If nothing else, it allows us to raise epilepsy awareness with real superheroes like Lightning Monk. Hey, what do you say we eat our lunch with Sally? Nah, she's got epilepsy. So? You should really listen to your friend, Jimmy. Lightning Monk! Epilepsy's not like the flu. You can't catch it from another person. Come on, Jennifer. Sally said we could sit with her. Great. Thanks, Lightning Monk. Now I know. And I What are you kids doing? Yes, you do know. It was actually Joe McKenzie's blog entries that convinced me I had to open more about my life with seizures. Sure, I had given an overview in an early episode, but never confronted the stigma I faced as a teenager with epilepsy. Once I did, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. My comments seemed to ring true to so many of us that face stigma. Turns out we had to go to the other side of the world to find someone, Peter Mayer, to put it so succinctly. I don't think my family ever sat down with me and said to me, you've got epilepsy. It was only when I went off to the doctors, you know, and we talked about epilepsy, it was like, 
right, well, we've talked about it for that 30 minutes in the room with the neurologist. Now let's go and be normal again. It's a crazy way to do things. And I just thought, why is this so hidden? You know, this is, this is, this can't stay hidden as a disease. Though I love it, the work to maintain the website, podcast, and social media is all consuming. After six months of lockdown, I really struggled with my motivation. Who is ever going to help Joe and me raise epilepsy awareness when COVID-19 has caused the world to circle the drain? In a way, the work I did to support people on Twitter was therapeutic. It gave me a reason to stop watching the news and focus where I thought I could actually make a difference. I don't know if I did. I certainly hope so. But there's only so much I can do. Like I say in every podcast episode, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. I can only provide my experience and not medical advice. Unfortunately, every week for months, a few people contacted Brain of Blaze asking questions about functional seizures, something with which I truly had no experience. I had to turn some people away until Dr. Wesley Kerr from UCLA Neurology helped us out. His description of functional or dissociative seizures was perfect. As much as we name things and think about things, we want to think about how do we help and how do we do things. If seizures are caused by abnormal electrical firing, then using medications that change abnormal electrical firing would help, and that's anti-seizure meds. If seizures aren't caused by abnormal electrical firing, then you'll have the side effects of those, but you wouldn't really have the benefit. So if it's not epilepsy, then we think about cognitive behavioral therapy um, and other types of therapies. Really, cognitive behavioral therapy is the main thing we have evidence for. So it's less, less about what you don't have and more about what are the next steps in treatment and trying to help. When Joe McKenzie paused her blog entries so she could return to focus on her university studies, author and comedian Mike Knox jumped in to keep our blog alive. He even came on the show to describe how a vacant nerve stimulator helped his daughter change her life around. This was when I knew that it was going to, I knew that it was working, is that my daughter, it would take her a while to go to sleep and to wake up. And so she went to, went to bed on her, basically without complaining, woke up early, got, made herself something to eat, uh, clothed herself. That, us that usually took, getting ready for school usually took about an hour. She did all that. She put together a Lego set. Uh, so things like that putting together Lego sets she could never do before. And so that was the day where I was like, oh, this thing's working. This thing's working great. Because it wasn't just about the seizures. It was about her just having a good day. Can she go, you know, she couldn't understand humor. She couldn't understand sarcasm. Everything was kind of a very a logically placed, uh, structured life. And so it really opened up her, was able to open up her mind because of the fact that she wasn't having all the seizure activity that was, you know, basically clogging her brain. She was able to freely think and so that morning was like, oh, wow, this thing's working. If you enjoy what we do in our blog, social media, or podcast, you can really help us out. We do have a donate button on brainerblaze.com. You can find it on the top right corner of any of our content pages. We don't talk about it often because we feel our job is, and should be, raising epilepsy awareness and not just funds. On the other hand, Brainerblaze's first year was done using a shoestring budget. We're not looking to make money or pay salaries. Any donations are put back into how we raise epilepsy awareness. Unfortunately, even small things take funds. For example, we would love to provide longer episodes, but quality web hosting isn't just in our current budget. We really appreciate all the people that made our first year so remarkable. It just comes down to what I said in the very first episode of our podcast. The number one thing to realize is that you are not alone. We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. You can reach out to us via email at social.brainblaze.com or on Twitter at Brain Ablaze. 
If you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us by providing a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.